In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. This gospel reading we just heard is a very sobering one because the way that Christ speaks to the disciples and to those that were with him at this moment, and it's it's a, a, a little shocking. And why do I say that? Well, because imagine now, at the time of Christ, all these miracles are happening. He's walking on water. He's feeding the 5,000. He's raising the dead. And he's able to do this because there's faith there, working alongside with his divine power. But he says... O faithless and perverse generation, faithless and perverse generation, he calls them. Now, if these miracles are happening at this time, this time of Christ, and he says, faithless and perverse generation, what would he say about us today? What would he say about us today? If he called them faithless and perverse, what would Christ say about us today? This is what I mean about it being very shocking and sobering. Yet we shouldn't, uh, we shouldn't despair. We shouldn't be discouraged by that. We should take it as a kind of warning. The boy in the story was suffering from a demonic possession that was causing him to have these seizures, even to the point where it was driving him into the water or into the fire to kill him or to harm him. And the apostles, the disciples, are not able to do anything. They tried, but they could not cast out the evil one. And Christ says, because of your little faith, St. John Chrysostom, speaking about this gospel, about what is faith? What is faith as a mustard seed? It's in your bulletin, the quote. He says that it has to do with, faith has to do not only that I believe in Jesus Christ, that he is the Son of God, but I also believe and I have faith that he can work miracles in my life. But many of us are a little shy about asking for these things. Many of us hold back from asking God to perform great miracles in our lives. Why is that? Why is that? Why do we have this sort of insecurity, if you will, a kind of spiritual insecurity? It's because, St. John Chrysostom says, we lack boldness before God. We lack boldness. Now, what is boldness? Boldness is the way we talk to each other, right? We go up to each other and we just talk. And we ask each other, hey, can you do this for me? Would you help me with that? Talk to me. You know, we have this very much boldness with each other. Or, or even in other situations where someone bothers us, Oh, we'll speak up right away. We have boldness there. Or when we feel our rights are being violated, we'll get very bold. And that comes from a kind of closeness, 
and a familiarity with people and a desire to kind of help ourselves. That's boldness. He says the reason why we have this spiritual insecurity, this lack of faith, is because we have no boldness before God. We dare not speak to God in this way. And why is that? Because of our little faith. How do I cultivate this boldness and increase this boldness before God? In the same way that you did when you were little kids. If you didn't listen to mom and dad and you behaved badly, what happened? Something got taken away and you didn't dare go up to them and ask them for something. Right? Because you messed up. You can't anymore. You've kind of broke that communion. It's the same way with God. As long as we are remaining in sin, as long as we're not repenting, we'll have this insecurity. We'll have this kind of feeling that I'm not worthy and and God, I cannot approach God because I'm still doing X, Y, and Z sins. And how can I possibly approach Him? And I have no boldness. And therefore, I have no prayer. And therefore, I cannot ask for these miracles to happen. I'm almost self-censuring. I'm self-limiting. And this is the fundamental problem we have, is that we are not living up to what is possible for us. And the way we can increase our boldness, the way we can do this, the way we can increase our faith, Christ also tells us in the gospel. Prayer and fasting. Prayer and fasting. Through prayer and fasting, we do two very important things, yet Prayer and fasting are the two hardest things that you will ever do in this life. Prayer, true prayer, is very difficult. Certainly we can open a prayer book and start reading. That's not prayer. Certainly we can, I don't know, stop eating cheese and meat on Wednesdays and Fridays. That's not really fasting. It's not the act itself. It's why you're doing it and with what intention you're doing it and how you're also living your spiritual life outside of that. Otherwise, Christ will not accept your prayer and not accept your fasting because it's the prayer and fasting of hypocrites. So we can't get caught up in the action. We have to understand and, and do and, and believe and live the faith. There's no reason, there's no point for me to stand, and st- stand before God and say my prayers, fast on Wednesdays and Fridays, and then I turn around and I start gossiping again, about people, and I start stealing from people, or I start uh, mocking people, criticizing people, judging people. Do you think God will accept your prayer and your fasting? No, he will not. And that's why your prayers are not heard. 
And that's why fasting does nothing except make you hungry and irritable. Our life has to correspond to it. We have to struggle and align our lives and our behavior to what we are praying about, to whom we are praying to. Align my personality, my way of life, my way of being in this world to the one I'm praying to. Otherwise, I become two-faced. God does not like two-faced people. So, prayer and fasting can be done with a more pure way. What happens when you try to pray? Right now in this liturgy, how many of you started getting distracted? Right? Even during this sermon right now, I'm sure many, some of you or many of you started getting distracted. You started thinking about something else as I was talking. Right? Yes. It happens to all of us. And the same with um, when we're praying at home. As soon as we try to pray, what happens? Our mind starts to wander. We don't feel it. It doesn't feel right. And it just doesn't feel like a good experience. And so we don't really stay with it. So the first rule of fasting is struggling and consistency. Sticking with it, even when it doesn't feel right. And forcing my mind, forcing it to stay in the prayer. Because it'll wander off. And the problem is in our modern day world, all our technology, our smartphones, the internet, the constant texting, what is that doing? It's constantly taking away our attention. So we become very people with very short attention spans. And that's why you can't pray. Because prayer requires deep attention from the heart. So put away the smartphones, turn off the TV for a couple weeks, and see how much you'll be able to pray much more better, much more deeply. But do you want it? Do you want prayer? Right? Do you want to have boldness with God? And the, the, the same issue with prayer now, another, I'm sharing some practical things with you. Before you pray, you have to kind of warm up a little bit. Right? When you get up in the morning and you get into your car, you don't just start it and start driving right away. No, you let the car warm up a little bit and then you drive. Right? It's the same thing with prayer. You got to warm up a little bit before you pray. How do you warm up? Well, you could read the Bible a little bit or you could read a spiritual book. Watch even something spiritual on, on, uh, on the TV, YouTube. You could listen to a hymn. You got to warm up. Because why? Before you were praying, you were thinking and doing all kinds of other stuff. So how are you going to just instantly start talking to the almighty living God? You can't. Change your mind. Bring it into focus. Bring it into the presence of God whom you are speaking to, the creator of the universe. That's boldness. That believing that I indeed am speaking to the almighty God and he indeed is speaking, listening to me. That's boldness. That's faith. 
but I have to warm up to get to that point. Third, consistency. Have a prayer rule. If you don't have one, talk to me, I'll give you one. Some prayer that you do consistently every day. So, all, these are all ways that prayer can give us, increase our faith, which increase our boldness, which allows us to ask of Christ whatever we need, and he will give it if it is for our salvation. Fasting is the same way. When we fast, there has to be a sense of a goal behind the fasting. It cannot simply be because we're supposed to, but it's because we want to. Out of our love for Christ, we want to sacrifice for him as he has sacrificed for us. But fasting also makes us feel a little, uh, gives us a bit of a reality check. Because what happens if we don't eat? We're going to feel weak and tired, we're going to feel hungry. <clears throat> and if we really don't ever eat again, what will happen? We'll die. <clears throat> so this, this experience of weakness is actually very empowering. By fasting, I am confronting the reality of my frailty, saying, look how weak I really am, that if I don't eat for a little bit, my body just falls apart, meaning I am so close to death. And when I fast, I intentionally want to experience this reality and see this truth. And I no longer want to hide my eyes from it. But I want to face it and face my weakness so that with Christ, I can overcome it. I can overcome the fear of death, the fear of weakness. But obviously, in our society, it's the complete opposite. <clears throat> what happens? We don't hear about fasting. We hear about eating constantly. Eating, eating, eating. We don't hear about prayer to God. We hear about entertainment and listen to this and watch that and do this and do that. <clears throat> this kind cannot come out except by prayer and fasting. So look at this. The devil knows that prayer and fasting destroy his power. And he does everything he can to keep you away from it. So that he can have power over you. And you let him. And Christ is warning you. Do not let him. I am giving you power over him. I have destroyed his power and given you this power and it's through prayer and fasting. So you cannot complain when evil enters your lives and creates havoc because you did not use the tools I gave you, says Christ. Prayer and fasting every day gives us this faith it gives us closeness to God it gives us self-control self-knowledge 
sanctification, purification of our souls. It gives us boldness before God because He knows us and we know Him. We've been talking. We've been communing in prayer. And then I have the nerve, if you will. I have the boldness. I have the faith to ask Him for things that I need and others around me need. Even, he says, boldness to even move mountains. Imagine. So, this gospel reading is a reminder that prayer and fasting are absolutely essential. They are not optional for an Orthodox Christian. We dare not call ourselves Orthodox Christians if we're not praying and fasting. It is absolutely essential. So, Commit yourselves to this once again. If you haven't, it's never too late to start. Start this week. While we are alive, let us get close to God. Let us use the tools he has given us to draw closer to him through prayer and fasting that we may have boldness before him and that may he, he hear our prayers and help us in this perverse and faithless generation. Glory to the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen.